Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. These two guys have Minnesota sports flowing in their veins. Mackie and Judd on Score North and scorenorth.com. Reckless speculation. Boys, I just want to say God bless Darren Doogie Wolfson. The godfather of reckless speculation. <laughs> oh, he's great. Mm-hmm. Hey, man, it works. Work. Works with sources. He, dude, he, oh, my God. I mean, I'm giving him is... a ton of credit right now. No, he is, well, to what you just said, he is one of the most hardworking in terms of just like putting in the contacts and reaching out and getting information. Let's, um, we're going to, we're going to sort of play out the last 24 hours on Minnesota Timberwolves internet here, starting with a clip from, now Dex, this is from the Scoop podcast, yes, right? It's from his Scoop podcast. From sometime late last week. Mm-hmm. And uh, our guy, I'm assuming our guy, AJ, producer AJ over the weekend, cut a clip yep. from the scoop podcast yes and now doogie doogie's been full of ben simmons information and even uh, other potential trades like miles turner on his podcast for weeks but um he floated this nugget that caught fire on the internet yesterday so let's play it this is probably burying the lead i texted with somebody that knows ben simmons incredibly well that has working knowledge of all things NBA. My text the other day said, how badly, because I know the Wolves are fans of Ben Simmons, but my text was, how badly do the Wolves want to trade for Ben Simmons? This individual sent me a text back. It was one word, badly. Make no mistake, the Wolves have trade interest in Ben Simmons. Reckless. Speculation. I am the Elmo Fire GIF on the internet right now. Yes, you are. That's, that's just me. Yes, right you here. are. And so when you go to Google and you type in Timberwolves trade or Timberwolves Ben Simmons, you get Bleacher Report, Ben Simmons trade rumors, Timberwolves quote badly want to deal for 76er star, NBC Sports rumor, Timberwolves quote badly want to trade for Ben Simmons. Wolves badly want Simmons. Here are three trades to make it happen. Sixers wire at USA Today. Here's how a potential Ben Simmons to the Timberwolves trade could work. And so uh, I just want to commend our guy, Darren Doogie Wolfson. Yes. People mock the reckless speculation lifestyle. Yep. And when, when we do it, you know, it's mostly just us speculating amongst friends. When he does it, he's texting credible people in the NBA and getting quotes like badly to blow up. All over the internet. So it's not reckless. It's not even reckless. It's speculation, it's but it's responsible, it's responsible. It's responsible. speculation. Yes, exactly right. A-
fucking game, Jr. <laughs> Doogie is the game right now. He Doogie is. Doogie is the game. That thing yes. yesterday, absolutely, <laughs> as you said, Phil, blew up um, websites, the internet, everything. And look, you know what? It's fantastic. It's absolutely fantastic because there's a reality, at least, that the Timberwolves, who, by the way, I I know that the Taylor to A-Rod and Lori transition is supposed to be made over years and going to take time, right? Yeah, yeah, it's going to be a 20-year transition Yeah, it's going to be because Glenn's going to be 100 years old. A-Rod needs help. He doesn't know what he's doing. And Lori, I mean, he's just a billionaire. But the reality, the more I think about it, is this as well. Not only does Gerson probably like Simmons because of what he can bring defensively to a team that badly needs it, but, I mean, the Wolves, you think about a team right now with owners who are going to become more and more uh, involved by the day, and probably if things work out as they plan, they're going to take over the franchise before Glenn thinks, which is, you know, 2040. So if that's the case, this would be a hell of an offseason splash, right? Because this team needs to sell tickets. This team needs to do everything it possibly can to be relevant for the first time in a long time in a competitive market. And here's the other interesting thing for the Wolves, I think. The Vikings are the Vikings. They're the most popular team in town. That's not going to change. But, you know, the Twins are terrible right now. They're a dumpster fire. So a lot of people are checked out there. The Wild, I will always contend, has its fan base. And, yes, if Kaprizov's a great player, they will get more people. But I think, as much as I love the sport, hockey is hockey. And so it's got its followers, which is fantastic. But I don't know that there's the room for on a bandwagon in hockey, unless you go on a Stanley Cup run, that there is for basketball. Because we've talked about this. This is a good basketball town, and it can be a great one if the team is good. So think about this one. They, they make a splash. They excite people. You're going to move product pretty quickly then. So, like, this all makes some sense as well. Yeah, and I – by the way, we will have a small handful of uh, – from Sixers Blogville. The Sixers picked up on this thing yesterday, the Sixers blogosphere, and they are so desperate to get rid of Ben Simmons. They're like, oh, my God, somebody from Minnesota is reporting God. that the Wolves badly want Ben Simmons. Here's 94 trade ideas to make it happen. Ben Simmons for a head of lettuce. Ben Simmons for a bag of groceries. Ben Simmons for some charcoal for your grill. Please take him off our hands. Uh, to your point about about the wolves and and just sort of the I think the bubbling under the surface basketball fandom in this state that oftentimes gets dismissed. I agree with you. Uh, this is the state of hockey, but there's a lot of basketball fans here who just haven't had anything in like 17 years, and that's that's something that fascinates me about the tone of the Ben Simmons conversations. And Judd, you are guilty of it too, because you've been fixated on his just his meltdown mentally in the playoffs and whatnot. Big time. um, But I I feel like a lot of people are looking at the Ben Simmons to the Wolves trade conversation as, oh, my God, like he's not worthy of playing for the Timberwolves. He can't make a free throw down the stretch. It's like um, the Wolves haven't had any second-round playoff games since George W. Bush's first go-around as president in 2004. I thought you were going to say if Well, I mean, they weren't around when Nixon was president, but you're not that far. <laughs> well, it's the same as now. 
I just think like we need to get over this while he melted down mentally in the playoffs. Okay, this team has been irrelevant, save for a one year of Jimmy Butler uh, pop up experience for seventeen years, and Ben Simmons brings a ton of value that goes beyond like his his free throw meltdown in the second round of the playoffs. He's one of the best defensive players in the NBA. He immediately makes your team better on that front. Um, I was also just I was I was looking this up too on Basketball Reference because I I wanted to find a way to show skeptical Wolves fans and even skeptical Judd <laughs> the value of Ben Simmons beyond his inability to make shots. Like yes, it's kind of problematic, but if you take his whole game into consideration, when it comes to um, positive and negative influence on winning a basketball game. Mm-hmm. In the regular season, when Ben Simmons was on the court, he had one of the greatest positive influences of any player in the NBA. He was 16th out of 240 qualified players in plus-minus per 100 possessions. Uh, That's better than Giannis, Steph Curry, Donovan Mitchell, Devin Booker, uh, a a ton of amazing players. Obviously, he's 16th on the list. So... Yes, they should look to make a splash, but they should also look to make a winning splash, something that's going to help your team actually win more basketball games. And Ben Simmons was being talked about a year ago as maybe being trade like trade him for James Harden, uh, like like literally like one of the best, most valuable trade chips in the NBA. We were talking about Ben Simmons as being worth the number one overall pick, huh? Anthony Edwards in last year's draft. And now it's like, oh, could you get him for? We'll read some of these trade proposals. Like, could you get him for D'Lo and a? You know, could you get him from Malik, Malik Beasley and like Rubio and somebody? I mean, he's gonna, he's not gonna come super cheap. But I just think th- there's more. There's more than just the rumor aspect of this. Like, I think he would help the Wolves win more games, and I think it's a unique opportunity to buy low on one of the more valuable, uh, I think, under the radar good players in the NBA. So So. the the meltdown would concern me and still does, but the difference is what you just said. If you can get him, if the Sixers are really as desperate to trade him as they appear to to be, and they're going to make a trade at which you say, that's a great price, why not do it? It makes perfect sense then. My point was, is if they come in asking for the world, I probably don't give them the world for a guy who just melted down the playoffs but if they could come in and say we got to tra- we got to trade him which they do have to, to trade him he can't go back to philadelphia like they will run him out of the building opening night yeah. if he misses his first free throw so that's the thing about that market but if you can Something's get him, not the easiest market to just sort of turn around oh they'll the absolutely yeah <laughs> exactly but but if you can make a trade right now or in the coming weeks and get him low yeah sure makes perfect sense Okay, so would you would you consider any of these trades? Reckless speculation. And uh, the, these excited Sixers blog trade ideas are presented by Federated. If you're looking for insurance for your broken superstar, Federated can't help you. But they can help you if you're a business owner in a number of different industries in the Twin Cities area and uh, the greater uh, Minnesota area. Just go to federatedinsurance.com to find a full list of industries that Federated protects. They've been around for over a hundred years and they provide protection to uh, select industries and offer products and services tailored to your needs. Get that peace of mind, get those resources to help maximize your business and uh, find out more information at federatedinsurance.com where it's our business to protect yours. All right. 
So uh, this is amazing. PhillySportsNetwork.com. The headline here is hilarious. It's, Did you just uh, say phillysportsnetwork.com? phillysportsnetwork.com. That's right. Run by a couple Mini of guys in their basement chugging beers. It looks like a nice website. Okay. It is. All right. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'd like to apologize to phillysportsnetwork.com or whatever the hell they are. Wolves <laughs> badly want Sixers Simmons. Here are three trades to make it happen with screenshots from some sort of trade machine here. Right? Mm-hmm. So here's the first one. Timberwolves get Ben Simmons. Sixers get D'Angelo Russell, a 2024 first-round pick, uh, and, a, and a 2022 top-10 protected first-round pick. Would you give up two future first-round picks and D'Lo for Ben Simmons? I prefer not to do that. I, I would prefer keep going through them, and I'll start with a no. How about that? Keep going through trade proposals. And when you hit on one, I find to be sufficient. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if you can go back. I don't know. I don't know if phillysportsnetwork.com is going to let you backtrack and go back. Well, to the, if I'm the talking to the Sixers and I'm like, yeah, that's a little bit too rich for my blood. Like, I'm trying to get, that's I am what, trying to get the best deal possible. I, I am not a hard no on that. Uh, I'm not a hard no on that. What you In the NBA, you can't give up back-to-back first-round picks. That's correct, right? Like, you can't. You have in to stagger future them. drafts. In future drafts. Yeah. So, I'm not completely a no on that. Not a complete no on that. I'm listening. So I think the way this would work is because you've already given up your 2021 first round pick. Right. You'd have to wait till after the draft is over to give up your 2022 first round pick. So you you would agree in principle or just wait until after the draft is over because the trade officially can't be done until until the calendar flips on the league year. Correct. I think so because the trade deadline would signal the end of trading back in, what, March yes. for this season. And so it would be July and then the draft. Okay, yeah. Yeah. But I think oftentimes you hear of trades that are leaked, and that's why, like, on draft night, there's, like, 15 trades on draft night, and then nobody can acknowledge that they happened for, like, two more weeks. The <laughs> dumbest hilarious. thing. The only the one, stupid thing <laughs> yeah. that league does. Literally, that league is one. so well that's run. So like, everything they do, for the most part, I'm like, that's really good. Yeah. This yeah. is the dumbest thing ever. Like, why not just open up trading for the league year an hour before the yeah. draft starts so that you can talk about the trade? It's Manfred-esque. And you get these poor players with, like, yeah. you know, the wrong, the wrong yeah. hat on doing their interview. I'm really and... excited to join the Charlotte <laughs> Hornets. It's going to be great. I know I'm going to trade so the Clippers, but... Love Charlotte. It's great this time of year. All right, here's the second one from phillysportsnetwork.com. Okay, this is a bigger trade. This is Ben Simmons... And George Hill, veteran point oh, guard, yeah, like George Hill, Hill <laughs> makes $10 million a year. <laughs> I would assume he's – I think he's just a, like a, a salary Good guy. Player. This is pretty similar to the trade that we threw out yesterday, except right. they're swapping Seth Curry for George Hill because Seth Curry is – Seth. The, the Sixers basically run uh, – the when they run a two-man game, it's basically Joel Embiid and Seth Curry as opposed to Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons, which is a big part of the reason why Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid can't coexist. So the Wolves would get Ben Simmons and George Hill, mm-hmm. and the Sixers would get D'Lo, Malik Beasley, Naz Reed, Ooh, I like Naz. and a top 10 protected 2022 first-round pick. Reckless. I'm doing, doing the first one. I'm doing, yeah, I'm with Declan. I'm, I'm doing, doing trade one. one before I do trade two. Mm-hmm. Naz is not a throw-in type of guy no. at all. Naz like, that's a really a, nice player. That's a price to pay right there. I'm doing trade yeah, one over like, trade two. Listen, I, not to mention if you're going to give up. So Naz Reed is a is is a really good rotational player. 
Malik Beasley is one of the best shooters in the NBA. Wouldn't mind getting out from underneath the contract and the off the court things. Yep. But I, I need something comp. I need some shooting. If I'm going to get rid of D'Lo and Malik Beasley, and George Hill can shoot, but he's also like I think George Hill's pretty old. I want to say George Hill's like 33. I just want to verify that real quick. Uh, and I'm guessing that Steph Curry or, or Seth Curry is probably not even in the conversation because the. The Sixers would like to keep as many shooters as possible. Mm-hmm. Uh, George George Hill's thirty five. Okay, yeah. So no, I'm not doing that trade. He would just be like a throw in veteran okay. point guard in this situation. All Let, right, let's start with trade one. Okay, I'm in on trade one too. Okay, and and here's here's the next one. This is a three team sign and trade. <laughs> okay. All right, all right. I love these. Okay. Get your pencils ready here, boys. Hold on, I gotta flip the page. So the Timberwolves would get Ben Simmons. The Sixers would get, and by the way, the Raptors are the third team here. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. the Sixers would get Malik Beasley, Naz Reed, and a 2024 first round pick from the Wolves, mm-hmm. and they would get Kyle Lowry Ooh. from the Raptors. Now Lowry is also getting old. He makes 22 million dollars a year on a three year contract. He still has some game left, at least for next year. He probably works better with Joel Embiid than Ben Simmons does. Totally different player than Ben Simmons, obviously. Um, interesting move there. So uh, then the Raptors would get Ricky Rubio, Jarrett Culver, and a 2022 first-round pick from the Timberwolves. So the Wolves would basically be giving... Oh, my God. This is a haul. The Wolves would be giving up... Actually, it's not because they're not, not giving up D'Lo. Yeah, yeah. I, I actually, actually, I, I, I love this. Yeah, this, this is yeah. Great. Toronto. Toronto says no, don't they? Unless well, they want so, the expired so, contract, they might. Well, want Toronto's that. in a weird spot. Toronto, they're kind of in a they're kind of in a rebuild situation. Mm-hmm. Like Lowry's getting older, and they, they might want that Kawhi. contract. That's what. I'm yeah, thinking. the they want the expiring from Rubio. Yep. They would get a top ten protected first round pick for next year. So, so let's break this down. The Raptors would be trading. Kyle Lowry for Rubio's expiring Jarrett Culver. Maybe they can salvage something and then a, in the first round pick in 2022. So, you know, would yeah. you like to get more for Kyle Lowry? Probably. Maybe. Would you like a top five protected pick instead of a top 10 protected pick? Probably. Uh, the Sixers would be trading Ben Simmons for Lowry Beasley, Naz Reed and a future first, which that's not bad. And the Wolves would be getting Ben Simmons while keeping cat D'Lo and Ant and Ant together okay, so, as a nucleus. So I do it. Lowry replaces D'Lo in the big picture of this trade. Then going to Philadelphia. Yes. So he yeah, takes it would, him out. Philadelphia would be yeah, getting the perimeter is, shooting. Yes. This deal's done. Yep. Like I just closed it. I do this. I do this. Daryl Morey called me and I just I'm closed in. this deal. U.S. I'm in. I'm in. I don't like speculation. So the o- the only player that I actually don't like to lose, but in this case I would be willing to, is Naz Reed. Correct. The Beasley thing just doesn't bother me. I know he can shoot, but I just have greater concerns there. Yeah, yeah part of the problem here, like, two things, all right? Number one, get the star player. And I and I still think Ben Simmons, he's a different kind of a star, but get get the best player in the deal. And of all these players, okay, Every player listed in this three-team trade, Kyle Lowry, Malik Beasley, Naz Reed, a first-round pick, another first-round pick, Rubio, Culver, Ben Simmons is the best player of all of these things put together. Kyle Lowry, I might have said four years ago when he was a little bit younger, I yeah. might have said Kyle Lowry, but 
Not now. But Ben Simmons is the best player. So get the best player. So now you've got Ben Simmons, Carl Anthony Towns, D'Angelo Russell, Anthony Edwards. You'd be losing th- three guys that are in your rotation and then Jarrett Culver, who was a sixth overall pick, and two future first-round picks without having any picks this year. So you'd be hitched to that group of four players and then anything else you could put around them without really any salary cap space. So it would be tough to put a roster around those guys, but you've got like Jared Vanderbilt. Um, you've got some interesting pieces in and around that yeah, sort of showed some flashes And that's last four year. guys right there. I, it's definitely intriguing. All right, there's one more here. This is from SixersWire.USAToday.com. So USA Today has all these like local blogger yeah. branches. Okay? Sixers Wire. Let's hear it. And so they're kind of going off of, I think they're just going off of the ESPN, uh, Zach Lowe, Bobby Marks. They're just sort of taking that trade idea. Uh, and, they're, and they're going with the D'Lo and Malik Beasley for Ben Simmons' angle. I like this three-team trade better. I like I like bringing in the Raptors here. So mm-hmm. we just I think we just did I think it. We boys. just did it. I think we just acquired Ben Simmons. I wonder if the Philly Sports Network dot com. The only reckless speculation. Hey, Gerson. The only real question here probably is the Raptors. Like, what are their intentions? Because if they they could say no, but it definitely if they consider themselves to be in a rebuild, it could be attractive for them. Because if you're if you're the Sixers and you're going to get Lowry and you're going to get a first round pick, Naz Reed and Beasley, that's not too bad. No, I mean you would you would be committed to so Joel Embiid would Joel Embiid's kind of an old school center and that he does a lot of his work in the post and he he just needs room to work on the lower block. He can shoot too, so he can get out there and knock down some threes. But you would essentially have Embiid and then around Embiid you'd be. Now, your perimeter defense would be a question because you'd be losing one of the best perimeter defenders in the NBA, and you'd essentially be trading defense for offense. But you'd have Embiid in the middle, and then you'd have Seth Curry, Malik Beasley, Kyle Lowry, all these options to kick and shoot, mm-hmm. run, pick, and roll, right? So it's attractive to them. And from a Wolves perspective, you wouldn't be losing any of like the three guys that take the most shots on your team, and all three of them can hit shots from outside, right? And Ant, I think Ant's going to only get better from outside, but D'Lo and Cat are two of your best shooters, mm-hmm. and then Ant shows flashes. And so Ben Simmons wouldn't have this old-school, low-block center to have to work his way around. Like Ben Simmons wants to get to the rim and distribute or dunk or lay up, but he can't do those things. The Sixers are one of the few teams in the NBA that Ben Simmons just doesn't work with, and yet it's 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 been their blueprint for like four years to put those guys together. So do Ant and Ben complement each other then because of the fact that both do like to get to the rim? Do they complement each other or do they get in each other's way at all? Um, well, I no, I they don't, I don't think they get in each other's way at all because because Ant Ant can Cat might get in the way on the possessions where you want Cat to operate down low, um, but in general you can run so much more if you're the Timberwolves with Ben Simmons, then if you're Philadelphia with Ben Simmons. Like I said, if you watch those playoffs games, especially the games against the Hawks, the Sixers' offense was mostly Ben Simmons move out of the way, mm-hmm. Seth Curry and Joel Embiid are going to run a two-man game, and then it eventually just turns into like Joel Embiid trying to save the Sixers on every possession <laughs> as they're blowing 25-point leads. Right. And so Ben Simmons needs to play in more of a... It's the Rubio conversation we've had for years. Ben Simmons is a rich man's Ricky Rubio. 
He's taller. He's better defensively. Rubio's a more sort of magician passer, but Ben Simmons is a good passer too. Um, I, I just think it's everything we talked about for years with Rubio, that you just need shooters around him. You need space, and you need him to be able to make plays and, and, and kick the ball to guys outside and put teams in the spin cycle. So, All right, I'll do this trade. I love it. Yep. Dex, I sent this to you on our uh, Slack chat so that you can put it on the score oh, yeah, social the, media the engagements and, get, and, ads and get hammered later. Yep, yep, yep. Oh, and then you guys Send are going to get and then you're going to get absolutely killed, Declan. This this Damian Lillard thing yesterday. So Declan put a cup. Declan took the hoopshype.com hypothetical trip. Now I think, in in fairness to the people ripping that score north post yesterday on social, I don't know that hoops hype meant all of those assets for Damian Lillard. Mm. They said, here are all the assets the Wolves have up to four first-round oh, picks. Oh, okay. I thought it was uh, and Declan put And Declan put up, up to, to four first-round picks. And with an asterisk on the up to. An, an asterisk. Yeah. You still right. dumped gas on like, the ground and lit the match and walked away, Declan. People are like, yeah. this is the dumbest. You guys yeah. are a clickbait. There's nothing to click on. It's a graphic. <laughs> Idiots. Nothing to, can it be Declan lit the match <laughs> with the gasoline right there. Just admit it, damn it. You're, you know what you are? A reckless speculation uh, pyromaniac. Badly That's what you I are. Clicks. That's what you are. Lighting <laughs> fires and disappearing. Yeah, I wonder how badly I want those engagements. Arsonist. Hey, kids, how's the water? It's full of weed. I can't move my legs. Uh, your arms are free, right? Yeah. yeah. Wave them around. It's fun. Are you kidding me? This can't be happening. This is Jamie from the Aquaside Company. Clear your water completely. Destroy weeds, algae, and the muck that's preventing you from enjoying your water from property. We know your time in the water is precious. We're the Aquaside Company. Call 800 328 or visit Aquaside.com. State permit may be required. Well, boys, uh, this very effective session of reckless speculation here on Mackie and Judd, presented in part by our friends at PXG Minneapolis, Golfer's Paradise, all right? Uh, it's, it's golf season and reckless speculation season all rolled into one here in the Twin Cities. And you can find clubs of all different sort of types and price ranges, but PXG right now, with uh, their Gen 4 clubs. Those are the best clubs the PXG has ever made. You can find them. You can swing them at PXG Minneapolis. And uh, you can find out more at pxg.com slash Minneapolis as well. All right, boys. Let's get into it. Every single Tuesday here on the show, we talk about the various people and entities who get it and who don't. And we're going to start with Judd Zolgad here. Uh, who gets it or who doesn't? Let's go around the room a couple of times here. We'll also get to random season recall. Declan's got, uh, sounds like, a potential stumper. A, up Judd, his a Judd special. Oh, boy. It's a Judd special. Phil might just honestly have to leave the room. I, I, we're really going to well, test we'll out Judd. Well, Judd, left, last Judd left the room yes. last week. No, that's I, stay, that's no, what I, we're doing I stuck around for it. Yep. It's your show. What did we do last week? Yeah. Uh, we the did wolves. the Wolves, like 03 the Wolves. The 03 Wolves. Yeah. Yeah. And at one point, Judd's only contribution was something like, didn't, uh, didn't, didn't Kevin Garnett play yeah. for that team? Yeah. <laughs> I did not say that, but I had nothing to give. And, like, I went to those games, and I still had nothing to give. You know why? Because I purged it from my from my brain. I have purged Wolves history from my poor brain. All right. Who gets it? Come on down, Tampa Bay Lightning. hey The Tampa Bay Lightning, who, who won game one of their Stanley Cup finals last night against the Montreal Canadiens, boys. 
are in their third final in seven years, and they're going for back-to-back titles. Do you know what we call that? We call that the state of hockey. That's right. Florida is the state of hockey. Let me wow. give you. Let me give you the the parallel up here in what we coined because the team called it this: the state of hockey. Okay. Forty-six years of combined National Hockey League. Twenty-six from the North Stars, and the Wild just completed their twentieth season. So forty-six years. Stanley Cup Finals combined, 46 years, two. The North Stars went in 81 and 91. In other words, in the last seven years, the Tampa Bay Lightning have been to one more Stanley Cup Final than than the combined Minnesota teams have, and they are going for a second consecutive title. That is who gets it, the Lightning. Okay, so tell me... What can, because I know you're sitting there, you're probably taking notes on behalf of the Minnesota Wild. What can the Minnesota Wild learn from the Tampa Bay Lightning, but both both teams here with Montreal included that are... If, if 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 you're sitting there taking notes... Yeah, Montreal's more of a pop-up. So so they they feel to me a lot like the 91 North Stars. So I don't think that there's a lot that can be learned from them. They just got on a roll and have gotten hot. It's a fun story. But what can be learned from Tampa Bay, I mean, as Dex will tell you, it is multiple things. They are they are so well built and they have star power and they have centers and they have a bigger def- defensive core. I think the most important thing that can be taken though is this. I believe it was Dex was it two or three years back that it was three years back now that they were a really good team in the regular season. Yeah. And then they were bounced by Columbus. I think they were swept out of the playoffs. Yeah, they won the President's Trophy. Yep. And then, do you know what they said? We ain't big enough for the playoffs. And they went and they got tougher and bigger. Mm-hmm. And they didn't get, a, get rid of their stars. They did not. But what they did was they supplemented their team with big guys who are good in the playoffs. That doesn't mean that they fight. It does mean that they toughened themselves up a lot. Uh, the other thing, and the genius here, and this is the one, I mean, I love it. Everyone's like, well, this is not fair. Well, you know what? It's not fair, but it's genius. <laughs> the Lightning long-term IR'd Kucherov, who's one of, if not their best player, for the entire season. And, and they did the same thing to Stamkos and made a trade. When the playoffs hit, and this is a, this is a stupid loophole, but it's my sport, so it's not going to surprise you, Phil. When the playoffs hit, the salary cap, out the window doesn't count. You don't have to be. You don't have to comply. So they could put everybody back in and play them all. So when the playoffs no, begin, yes, it makes no sense. When the playoffs begin, the salary cap gets taken out. So there's no salary. Well, wait a cap. second. So you're saying that a player on the injured list or doesn't count. Long term IR doesn't count. And long term IR being how long? Like, I, what's the? I difference think you have to miss a minimum of something like three weeks or something like that. But anyway, Kudrov just oh, didn't wait, so, play. So hold on. So, so if you put a, a player on long term IR, you get cap relief yes. in the yes. middle of the yes. season. Oh yes. Oh yep. You get, you yep. Get, Parisi. You get cap relief. Parisi yeah. gave when the Wild did that. Now four four years back. Yeah. They got. Right. They could then bring in guys and exceed the cap because Zach couldn't play. But what's crazy about this is when the playoffs begin, the cap is gone. There's no cap so you can essentially. There's usually what like a two month gap between the trade deadline and when the playoffs start, if I'm not mistaken. So you could just put a veteran player, and maybe he's injured and banged up, but maybe he's not going to miss two months. But you could say, why don't you take a little two month vacation, yes. start ramping yourself up with three or four weeks to go. Yes, we're going to make a trade to bring in some help 
while we have salary cap relief and then bring you back for the playoffs. You could mm-hmm. do it that way if you wanted to. Yes, mm-hmm. that's exactly right. It makes no sense. It. It's incredibly <laughs> stupid, but good for Tampa Bay. Everybody's bitching and moaning about this. It's like, yeah, but you know what? It's a loophole. They used it. Yeah. Dex, since we're on the subject, yeah. uh, what, what is what is your number one thing the Wild can learn from the Tampa Bay Lightning here? Uh, scoring depth. You know, I, I know what, I know what Judd's saying in, in that they've always had top-end scoring, and then they looked at their blueprint a few years ago, and they got bounced and said, well, we need size, and we need defense. We can't just score a bajillion goals and expect to go on another run of the Stanley Cup. So they did change up how they played their game a little bit, and it works out for them. Um, but for the wild side, I mean, they need more scoring depth. Kaprizov was shut down the entire postseason. Fiala, I thought, had numerous chances, but at the end of the day, he didn't cash in many. Um, those are your only two dudes that were scoring goals. I mean, Joel Eriksson scores dirty, greasy goals, but at the same time, you need literally good top-end talent, top to bottom, and the Wild don't have that right now. Um, so I would say it's more scoring. Because the Wild had the defense, the size, I don't they, know. They it, need another big guy. They could use on one more line. guy, but like I'm not going to... That's a big deal. Th- That's not going to put me, though. Like If they don't get one more big body, I'm not going to say, oh, that's the reason they can't get to the Stanley Cup. Like that To me, that is so far down the totem pole of what you need to get to get to the Stanley Cup. Size is is a weird thing in hockey where sometimes it does matter and sometimes size does not matter. And I am just talking about hockey right now. Um, so it, 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 it ebbs and flows with how it wants to go there. So I, I, I think it's more natural skill top to bottom in your lines. I like it. I like it. I'm looking, uh, looking forward to... Uh, I want this series to go seven games. I think we've only had... So a couple of years ago, if I'm not mistaken, the Blues won it in seven games. Mm-hmm. But I don't know that we've it's had awesome. many seven-game Stanley Cup series lately. I think it's I feel like it's been a while since we've uh, before that Blues one. So give me give me seven games. I want to see I want to see some white knuckles You're in the Kraken fan. You That's great right. name. I'm great here name. for the Kraken. Here for the Kraken. Um, all right, uh, who hot. who gets it? Who doesn't? I'm going to tell you who gets it. All right, I've done a 180 on this. Okay, Major League Baseball gets it. What? If you're going to commit, commit all in. Last Monday, a week and a half ago, or eight days ago, Major League Baseball said, guys, I know this is going to be weird. It's going to potentially cause some negative PR, but we're going to check every inch of a pitcher's glove, belt, hand. We're looking for substances on the hat, and we're not fooling around here, okay? We are committed to this. So much so that last night we had two position players Two position players who pitched in blowout games, including a Reds pitcher in a 12-4, to uh, Nick Matten, I guess it is. Sure. He struck out the only batter he faced in the eighth inning of a 12-4 loss to the Reds, uh, Philly's second baseman, mm-hmm. and got searched for substances by the home plate umpire on his walk <laughs> back to the dugout. Major League Baseball completely gets it. If you're going to commit, commit all in, even if it's a second baseman lobbing underhanded to the opposing team. I'm here for it. So Ostadia now would be checked. Yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> Absolutely. Isn't that amazing? Yes. I mean, this dude comes walking out the yes, field. it is. Although it is a little bit suspicious. You bring in a random second baseman position player guy, and he strikes out the only battery faces. Ten know. games. I don't know. Ten games suspension know. or ten day, whichever one it is. Yeah. All right, I'll go with baseball one, too. Uh, I'll start with, actually, a, a positive sign on the local nine. I'll go with Trevor Larnick. You know who gets it? Trevor Larnick. I think Larnick is uh, really blossoming into his own here over his last 24 games, slashing 281, 381, 461. That's an 842 OPS. Four bombs. He's drawn walks. He's hitting RBIs. 
this might be actually one of the few first-round picks they've had that's showing up immediately and contributing. You know, when we talk about Royce Lewis and Alex Kirloff, Trevor Larnick is actually the one who's showing up and, and really steadily producing. has probably been one of the lone bright spots um, on this twin season who are still 11 games back of the division lead and still in the basement still of the AL Central. There's, there's still a chance. Let's and not if, dismiss it. Apparently, if you win 11 games Dude, in a row. They're in third place. They're in third place in the division. Let's yeah. not dismiss it, okay? Oh, my goodness. Yeah, great. I'm here so come the twins. For you. Yeah, look out. They look just out, leapfrogged world. two teams, and you guys are sitting here writing the season. Oh, oh no. are you kidding? Not yeah. me. Uh-uh. Listen, I think if they sweep the White Sox, if they play, I don't know. I heard there might be drizzles again today. Might have to call might, off the whole series. It might series. be raining and monsooning in Chicago for like the next six days, apparently. So you might have to play in some rain. Sorry, boys. But did it not? It didn't rain last night enough. Did didn't we get no, another sort of? It was fine. I don't understand the weather people. So at did MLB. it start raining there or not? I thought it did eventually. I, I, I it didn't rain enough phone. to rain out the game. Yeah. This is the second time in three days. This right? is the one time I'm glad Robbie Makloff is not on this show because he would be having a field day with us right now with the idea. Oh, he's of still not, not right. Baseball. He's still not right. Look, he's I love Terminal right. Two at MSP. I'm not watching a baseball game there. No, like a live baseball <laughs> yeah, game. No, I like watching baseball Therefore, game on it's the TV a hanger. at my, my fifteen dollar beer. But I, I don't. I, at the same time, I, I don't like watching you. watching it. But yeah, Trevor Larnick gets it. I think Trevor Larnick absolutely gets it. Who doesn't get it? Should we switch? Yeah, whatever right. you want. Yeah, yeah your show. show. All right, here's who doesn't get it. Well, I was just saying. I, I mean, if you guys, could, you know, no, you can to just continue on just the to set the ground rules for this segment. Who doesn't you can get do, it? We got both of do, them. You can do five who gets it if you're in a positive mood. It's oh, totally up to you. Bleep that. Okay. Who doesn't get it? I got to go here because this involves all, go. all of the Bye-bye. old school wild players. So so there's an article in The Athletic that you can find right now on Eric Stahl, who was traded from the wild to Buffalo, was terrible in Buffalo, got traded to Montreal, and is now in the finals. And the author talked to everybody basically but Stahl about his season, about how things, and so he essentially talked to the entire Stahl family, including Stahl's wife, who I want to be very clear to start with here. I'm sure is a very nice person, but to, oh my gosh. she, you, she is quoted as saying, and she's speaking for her husband, okay, oh my that he was taken aback and shocked to be traded by the Wild. Shocked <laughs> to be traded by the Wild. Now... I knew he was going to be traded. Stella told me before I said it, he's going to be traded. Everybody knew that Bill Guerin was going to trade this guy. And if he was truly shocked, this is really indicative of the old wild way of being like, well, of course I'm not going to be traded. I've made a home here. (laughs) And the family stayed here, and that's great. They're in Edina. I think it's fantastic. I'm sure their house is fantastic, too. And it's great that they love the Twin Cities and Edina. But... If you didn't understand that you were going to be traded, you simply don't get it. And this is why they needed to peel apart that locker room. Are you calling out his family and his wife or him? No, I'm calling him. Who doesn't get it? No, I'm calling out him because she was speaking for him. She was talking about what he had said. When he got traded, he was shocked, she said. I know you want to go the next step. No, I don't. No, no, no. I have not. No, I don't know her at all. And she was speaking for him and and look I'm sure the family's great. I have no interest in ripping his family. But how could he not know he was going to be traded? Like how you could that surprise didn't, him? Didn't didn't uh, Carly Zucker block you on Twitter for mm-hmm. taking shots at yes. the Zucker family at one and point? I never she, took shots at the Zucker. And then she unblocked him to send a tweet back yes. and then she might have blocked him. Yep, she reblocked me. Again. She sent me So so, it, so she unblocked you. Somebody must have notified her about your yeah. derogative tweet. Well, she got very upset when I when when 
Jason came out a couple of years ago after they lost an early season game in Montreal, and they were like, what, Dex? Oh, oh was, six and one. He or, called out Bruce. And I and Jason Zucker said, everybody needs to do a better job, including Bruce. And I'm like, what are oh, you doing? Right. You can't call the head coach out. You two went on a great like opening segment on Mackie and Judd, yeah. ripping them. And we got ripped by bloggers for saying, it's not that big of a deal. It's not yeah. that big of a deal. Even and, Puck Daddy ran with this. You guys ran with this. It was a whole thing. And she then unblocked me on Twitter to try and flame me about what I had said. And it was a very bizarre thing. But anyway, just to be clear, Mrs. Stahl, I'm not calling you out. But if your husband didn't expect to be traded, your husband's delusional. He was going to be okay. traded. What is, uh, in terms of the show collectively, how many wives or spouses of players have we been blocked by or have gotten in fights with on Twitter? Because Sam Ponder. Sam Ponder for you. you. So Carly Zucker for Judd. Yep. Not- and I would guess if, if, the, if the Stahl family catches wind of this yes. portion of Mackie and Judd but I, here today, I said they can stay here. They're all blocking I didn't kick well. them out. They can stay in Edina all they want till their heart's content. They're just not going to be on the wild. Like I'm, De- I think I think Dex is still he's still good. Yeah, but I'm Declan's twenty seven, eight, and plenty believe me, there's plenty there's plenty of women who are blocking Dex. They just aren't <laughs> in the sports world. <laughs> All right, and maybe some of them are. Who I'm gets it? Who gets it? Who doesn't? I'll tell you who gets it: the Minnesota State Fair boys. The new food item list has come out today. And I'm going to draw your attention to a couple things in particular, all right? Let's talk about the sashimi tuna tacos. Okay. Over at uh, the New Scenic Cafe. Scenic 61 by New Scenic Cafe. Okay. Crisp wonton. Hold on a second. Actually, why don't you, uh, why don't you fade that music? Sure. Okay. I know what you're going with. I know what you're going with. Go ahead. There we go. There we go. That's right. Sashimi tuna tacos, crisp wonton shells filled with ahi tuna, avocado, and sesame soy, Thai slaw with peanut dressing, pickled ginger, and wasabi served on the side. Mmm, mmm, mmm. How about the Pizza Lucy? Thanks to our friends at the Green Mill, located on the east side of Cooper Street between Randall and Wright Avenues. Sausage patty topped with pizza sauce. Pepperoni and mozzarella cheese stuffed in homemade green mill pizza dough and topped with Italian seasonings, cheese, and crumbled pepperoni. Yes. Mm hmm. Okay, right. that sounds outstanding, but I mean, your blood would almost certainly stop flowing right after a piece of that, wouldn't it? Well, don't forget about the S'mores Funnel Cake over at Funnel Cakes, located oh, funnel in the food cakes. building, like East cake. Wall. Yeah. Graham Cracker Funnel Cake topped Ooh. with marshmallow milk chocolate chunks no, okay, and out. more Graham Cracker bits. I'm out. That's right. I'm out on that. Too many sweets, especially mm. in the I like, state uh, fair. I, I like think salt. I throw yeah, up. I like more salty and more yeah. of the beer garden. Is kind of where I like to yeah, be at, I can see at that. the Minnesota State Fair. That's kind of well, my Maybe you, you would that. like the Naughty Biscuit, smoked pork <laughs> belly topped with beer cheese sauce, arugula, pickled red onions, and yeah. candied jalapenos served on a buttermilk no. biscuit. Yeah, no, candy jalapenos? I'm in, no, I'm out. Come USOB. On. Oh, my, no. Oh, oh that's not, oh, my God. My stomach, that sounds like problems. Dude, I am sorry. I love my wife, but the Naughty Biscuit, I might have to cheat. Oh, my God. Oh, I don't think I can do the Naughty Biscuit. It's telling you. The Minnesota State Fair, 
After all these years still slinging the amazing new foods, Minnesota State Fair gets it. Did you? For sure. Love that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, it does. They do get it. They do get uh, it. To me? Yeah, go. Me? Right, I'm going with who doesn't get it, and I'm also going off the cusp in the sports world. And Phil, I'm sorry if I'm spoiling for you, but did you watch The Bachelorette last night? All right, I'm a week behind. I watched last week's episode. Mm. Yeah, the hockey game was on last night. Yeah, and I caught the third period. It's great. I was able to watch. Do you want me the to take period. my headphones off for a minute? It's got or... three periods. Uh, you might have to. You yeah, might but have then, to. but I don't care. But Tom, so but it's he's gonna not gonna really... get, I'm going to voice it anyway because I know the audience wants to hear this. Uh, I just really, really oh, quickly. Go I'll go quickly. Um, Thomas does not get it. Thomas 100% does not get it. It's actually who gets it and who does not get it all in one. Thomas is an absolute fool. He manipulated Katie. All the dudes hated him. They called him out, and Katie sent his ass home in the, one of the most greatest rose ceremonies the Bachelorette <laughs> has ever scripted rose happened. ceremonies ever. It was one of the best rose ceremonies I've ever seen. Katie absolutely gets it, and Katie, if you're <sighs> listening to Score North, please slide, slide into my DMs, and Thomas, I am sorry. You are out, dude. You're completely out. You do not get it. And I don't feel bad for you. No one in that house feels bad for you. No one in America feels bad for you right now. You do not understand how this works. <clears throat> Goodbye. Bye, Felicia. You're good now, Phil. You can put him back on. You're good now. Oh, I, I can put, you, him yep, you're good put the headphones you can back, back on. You can get back on. Judd does not care. I just had to. You might as well have I just had to voice. And I did. I, it, was, it was therapeutic for me to get that out. I'm really excited for Phil to catch up. Um, yeah. But yes, it was. Oh, it was one hell of an episode. One hell of an episode, and man, do oh, I you love look Katie. very animated there too. I, I think that's as passionate as he's been, catch up at maybe ever. God, he's I love very Katie. passionate. Katie is great. Yeah. All right, big Katie guy. Who gets it? Dylan Bundy. Because when you got to puke, you got to puke. <laughs> yes, dude. The fact that yes, he went dude. behind the mound. I've seen some guys try and get off the field and hold it, or like trying to. Dylan Bundy at Yankee Stadium, pitcher for the Angels last night, going behind the mound and unleashing with whatever his lunch was. I don't, eat, I don't know. I don't care. He gets it. That's you know what? Good for you, man. You had to throw up. You threw up right in front of God, Babe Ruth, and everybody. You get it. The look on the batter's face. I can't remember who is batting, but the batter's looking out at the mound and just like does a woof and then just starts walking back to the dugout knowing, all right, this is going to be a while. <laughs> Durant, so what, do we know what it was? Was it food poisoning? I have was not it, seen. But I think I mean, it was heat. I yeah, think it was, it was heat. It was probably it was just hot. It was super hot. It was yeah, it was probably hot. like you guys. It was probably well, just I, don't, I don't throw up from the heat. I throw up from my copious amount of drinking. I want, I want that to be known very clear. I, but I, if you were to partake in an athletic endeavor like pitching in extreme heat, you Yeah, I probably up. would. Yeah, I mean, my, my athletic endeavors like you don't, don't exactly really go outside. for themselves really well. Yeah, exactly. When it's this hot. Sure. You know, I would do that just to intimidate the opposing team. Yeah. Yeah. Just so they know. Like, On the mound I'm then. Not messing around. Right? Yeah. Like, look in for the sign, take your hand and glove away, and just hurl. And you don't and even take your foot off the, the rubber. Yeah, and then you throw just, you the keep, pitch. You just you wipe your you bomb wipe ball. your chin just with your forearm. Actually, wait, ball. you know what? That's a great question. What would happen? <laughs> That's the substance, right? What there. would happen if you threw up? It hit the baseball, and you got some extra something on the baseball. Ten game suspension. Is that suspension? Ten game suspension. If it yeah, comes 100%. from within. Ten, well, yeah, you can't spit on a baseball. Yeah, dude. Certainly can't. Uh, throw up on a baseball. Okay. All right, that's uh, who gets it and who doesn't here. Uh, Mackie and Judd. That's right. Where we uh, distribute praise and blame equally. And uh, coming up here, Random Season Recall, presented by our friends at Dennis Kirk and DennisKirk.com. It's riding season, all right? So if you want to get out, whether it's a motorcycle, sport bike, whatever it is that you ride, if you just like feeling 
the wind of the road going through oh, your hair. Yeah. Judd Zolgat. Oh, it, That's right. Think about the wind blowing through this hair. Oh, yeah. <laughs> look out, ladies. Uh, whatever you ride, 160,000 no, parts and accessories in stock, clothing and helmets as well. If you order by 8 p.m., they ship the same day, and shipping is free for orders over $89. When the open road calls, head to DennisKirk.com. They ship today. All right. Uh, every week, Declan goes into the archives. Dang it. I forgot to cut a bed. I meant I meant to get the... I was going to get a bed, the uh, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. Remember the dramatic, like, do-do-do-do, when they were doing the... Yeah. I, I meant to cut that for this because... Uh, you told I me you were going to cut it yesterday. Yeah, I, I haven't cut. I just didn't load it in Zeta because I'm a great producer. Um, it's okay. That's okay. It's anyway, a thought that counts. Yep. Really? It's okay? thought that counts. Really? 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 I thought about grabbing oh. you a key audio piece for that segment yeah. to make it pop. AJ, like what are you doing? Oh, weird. I like how the he... The succession I, plan. Kellen Mond's knocking on the door right now. Yep. This is the weirdest damn thing. Kellen Mond is Jake Browning. Yeah. We're ill-prepared to replace you. All right, this is a Judd Zolgadian special. Phil, you know, go grab some popcorn, get another uh, seltzer if you want. If it's, I know it's only like 9 a.m. there. But. I feel like I've been carrying the load here with the last two of them, the sure. 2013 the, Twins. So this is load management for you. Oh, this 2013 Twins management. you did. Yeah, I, I was yep. going to say, because we both the helped on the Vikings season. one. Yep. The Wolves one was all you. All right, right Judd. That was a solo thing. This is, this is a Judd Zolgadian special. You ready? All right. Here we go. What do I got? The 1988-89 oh, Minnesota God. North Stars. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. Good talk. All right, yeah, mm-hmm. Phil remembers this fondly uh, looking back on his years. Uh, so, Judd, this team did make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. How many wins did they finish with, and who did they lose to in the postseason this year? 88-89 North Stars. All right. So they... Mike Madano. <laughs> yeah, okay, that's it. That's the key. I win. They won, let's see, they played 80 games back then. They finished with, hold on a second. I'm, hey, hey, I'm talk about yourself. Now, okay, real quick, while, while Judd thinks here out loud, mm-hmm. this is the era of the NHL where instead of just having normally named conferences and divisions, right? right? Instead of North having division. Eastern Conference, Western North Conference. Division. And then what were the conferences? It was like Campbell, Wales and... Campbell and the Clarence Campbell Conference, which is what the North Stars were in, and the Prince of Wales. So this is like when the Big Ten had Game leaders and legends instead no, of East no. and West. This was when, it's exactly that was, like No, that. that was BS because that was okay. made up. This was a heritage that had been passed down. The Norris Division, there was the Norris, the Smythe, the Adams, and the Patrick. It was fantastic. It's so confusing. Well, I don't need you no, not to be sounds confused. Like, sounds like houses in Game of Thrones, but yeah, no. You know what? I, I don't care about both of you. This, this is my Ballard. Anyway, okay. so yeah, this is your Ballard. Uh, I want to know that like, this year is like right smack dab when Judd would have been like drinking for the first time, late 80s. Yep. Like, this is probably a foggy era for Judd Zolgad. So this is a year before I interned in PR for him because I interned yeah. in PR for him in 89, 90s. So that, that this is a year before that, and this was coming off a terrible season. Um, I believe this was the first, was this the first year? So Brooks, her Brooks got fired after one year. I believe this was the first year of Pierre Paget. Um, I'm going to say, so yes, they did make the playoffs. I'm going to say they won. There were ties now. There were ties. I know. I know. That's why I'm exactly right. Exactly right. A lot of ties. I'm going to say they won 33 games. Another step. No, they had about. They so it was an eighty-two game schedule. Eighty, I think it was eighty games at the time, and it, so you're saying they would have gone like thirty-three, thirty-three and fourteen, something. or yeah, okay. Uh, is, uh, right. 
Am I close or not? Not even close. You're, it's probably you're, you're close. Yeah, because it's probably more wins than that. Then can I guess? Yeah, sure. Thirty-eight. Off, off, way off. And I believe they had. So I believe they had about that team probably had let's say 73, 74 I, points. I will say there was this team finished with sixteen ties. That's oh, a oh, asinine amount of ties. Oh, that's what. Oh, okay, that's why. So, then. so, so, so let's say I they had seventy. So they they had. Let's say seventy-two points, and they had wow. sixteen ties. So they done no, the, so they didn't get to thirty-two wins. Then they probably had fewer than that. This is a beautiful mind sequel happening right now. Uh, Twenty on Maggie and Judge. Twenty-eight wins. Oh, twenty-seven. <laughs> twenty-seven. Oh wait, wait, wait! No, you, you got to give me I love that. How you, I love how you buzz him for that. You, you didn't nail it. We've been nailing it the last few weeks. I thought I had to nail it. You're going to crap on me for that after you guys nailed it? If you, if you would have said 49 last week, I would have buzzed you. Well, I think we I need some. I thought it was I think, I think when, when, when you're asking us to nail like a specific okay. sort of needle in a haystack number. I think we ought to be within there should, three. There should okay. be a range. That, that, now, that we, should be in fairness, we did guess incorrectly three times before the 28th. Correct. So there yep. is that. Well, no, but, but still threw in the guess. And you said he doesn't count. So I guessed three times in my third oh, one now was I don't right. count. Yeah, I carry this segment for the last two weeks and now I don't count. Hey, All I right. was close, okay? All right. God, who did they lose to in the postseason that year? 88, 89 North Stars lost to well, North Division. So this is a couple of years before they make the Stanley Cup Finals. Um, Did they have to play a team in their division in the first yes, round? Mm-hmm. Yes, it, it was 1-4-2-3. Okay. Kind of like what they do now, actually. And this yes, which is fine. Uh, they lost, so they were in the division with, I'm just talking out loud yeah, here, yeah, okay? They, they were in a division with Detroit. And two teams? Or, yeah. Uh, yeah. Hey, look, we said that before. Okay. And I mean, that's fine. Don't don't be a little. Um, the Detroit, Chicago, St. Louis. I'm going to say they lost to the Blues. Oh. Lost to the Blues in five. Judley McJudlerson coming in hot here. <laughs> it's pretty good. All right. What else you got? All right, Judd, me? who led the 88-89 uh, North Stars in points that season? Uh, 88. So that was Bellows was there. Broughton was there. Cicerelli was there. My guess is Dino let him in goals, but not points. Um, then, is, is this pre Madonna? Uh, Madonna was drafted in 88. Yeah, but he, in, 89. Uh, he was drafted. So he, he was, he was drafted for, he was drafted off the team that was last the year before, but actually had a contract dispute. Mm-hmm. And I believe he went back to Prince Albert for basically the entirety of this season and then debuted after. So, like, yeah. he was actually not in, in what would have been his r- rookie year. He didn't – I don't think he played for him, really. So, anyway, uh, I'm going to say Neil Broughton. Hold on. Hold on. Because there's not that many guesses here. I wish I could help. I, I legitimately would only mess this up. Brian Bellows. I got one more guess. Mike, mm-hmm. Mike, Mike Madano. <laughs> uh, How sure are you on the timing of his career? Uh, I, th- I think 89, 90 was more of his first year. Um, was it Dino? D- Dino Cicerelli. Oof. Dave Gagne. Oh, wow. damn. Wow. 
24-year-old Dave Gagne from, right. the, from the Rangers. We've been a bust. Came Damn. to the North Stars, I bounced around. That. 84 points, excuse me, 78 points. Oh, I should have gotten that What one. happened to him? He's 24 years old. Yeah. He put up that. He had, been, he had been a draft pick of the Rangers, and he was a bust. Yeah, he and was really, looking North, at his stats, he... Uh, the North Stars got him, and he was, that's, I should have gotten that yeah. one. Damn it. He was like an unbelievable player for the North Stars, and then, yeah, I don't know how... He started off as like, like a penalty he, killer. You're trying to remember these years in the in the foggy days of your early twenties. But a, I went to a bunch a of these end. games. I should have gotten yeah. that that one because it's going to keep them up tonight. I think this was the I think this was the year that they put together, and I believe it started as a fourth line. It was Gaetan Duchesne, who is dead now. I think think he died a few years back. Dave Gagne and Stuart Gavin, and it was like a checking line. And they were really good at that. And then Gagne started to score goals mm. and like took off. So. I should have gotten that one. All right, Jed, uh, the two main goalies, that they had like five goalies making an appearance, but I'm not going to make you do that. But the two main goalies that year were who? Da, 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 give you some inspiration da, 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 da. Don Beaupre? Beaupre wasn't one of them? He, he played a couple starts, but he was he was not one of the two main goalies. Like he had like three starts that year. Okay, that okay. Is this, is this pre-John Casey? This is, is right around John, John, Casey. John Casey. That That's a good guess. John Casey? John Casey? Mm-hmm. There That's you right. go. The hockey whisperer. The hockey whisperer. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, 88, 89. Okay, so so I'm just thinking out loud again yeah. here. This was around the time of Brian Hayward, but I don't think he's one, one of them. Um, this is also around the time of Kerry Taco, um, who might be an answer. If mm. Beaupre wasn't one, John Casey... Um. Mm, all right, Kerry Taco. Good job, Judd Zogan. There right. it is. Look all right, this guy. fifty-five games for Casey, thirty-two for Taco, and and wow. then the five were Beaupre. Uh, Who else? Beaupre and Yarmo Milas. M- M- oh, Milas. Yeah, yeah. I would. Yeah, I've, I I forgot all of, about him. Spelling of a name. Yeah, uh, and actually, it was just those two. Excuse me. So it was uh, those okay. four. It was those four. Okay. Did Beaupre get hurt that year? He, he must have been. Yeah, hurt he only played something. one game. He literally played one game. Made. Interesting. Actually lost, but played well. Interesting. Yeah. All right. Uh, Judd, the three captains that year for the Minnesota North Stars. <laughs> oh, God. I mean, we are. D- in, Dino had to have been one, right? I was e- illegally consuming I, alcohol at this point. I will point, say. So this is difficult. None of the names that have been listed are these three names. <laughs> not, we have no, not, so nobody nobody listed so far? Like nobody even. But I've guessed, I've guessed them in other guesses, correct? Maybe. Yes, but yeah. none of the none of the answers. Not, so Dave Gagne, yeah, was not because he had just joined the team. Mm-hmm. Not Mike Madonna, Phil. Um <laughs> Okay, hold on. I got I got okay. So so we're talking a captain and two alternates, right? I believe so, yeah. It's just like on the hockey reference page, it just says okay. captains three, so I assume it meant oh, the captain yeah. and the and two the, alternates. There's gotta be like a veteran, like a veteran leader okay. guy. I don't think he was retired yet. Uh I think he might have retired during the course of this year, but he might show up in, in this. Um, Craig Hartsburg. That's that, a guess. Is that a guess? Yes. And I can't tell like who was the captain, who were the two alternates, oh. but I, I do have these. Th- it just it just says three. Oh, names. you know what? It just says three names. Broughton. Broughton wasn't a captain. No. Or, or an alternate. No. Boy, Declan just dominating right now. Yeah, he is. Um, I'm really disappointed. 
Um, okay. I don't know on. my North Stars lineage, and I was. I mean, this is like something. 32 years ago. This is a but long still, time. it's a Judd's wheelhouse. Like I, I was expecting. I was expecting a better performance. I'm sorry. Oh no, and my wheelhouse is 85 or so, dude. Once, once I started to drink, a lot of things oh, become. Okay. Well, four weeks from now, we'll we'll, we'll try that out again. Um. All right. Okay, so. Ben Simmons. All right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Listen, my wheelhouse is layups. Okay, I'm not here to shoot free throws. Okay. <laughs> Mark Tenorti. No, oh, dude. I don't remember then. Now Judge just naming a random guy. Like he, that could have just been a random. No, he was a guy. he was a defenseman on on that team. I think. Um, okay, that's three three wrong. So I'm done. Uh, Curtis Foster. Curtis Foster. Yeah, Curtis Foster. Kurt Giles. Okay. And is it Bob Roos? Bob Rouse. Bob Rouse. I never would have gotten those. Never would have gotten those. Okay. Never, not in a thousand years. And I can't believe that Broughton Ooh. didn't get an A back then. That's mm. a mistake. Awesome. I should go talk Cost to Pierre Paget. Yeah, okay, well, that's why they got bounced early. Lots of tension in the room. Oof, lots of tension. Oof, boy, yeah. All that's right, random season recall. There it is. All right, yep. wow, that is Blood a bloodbath right there. Random season recall. Well, hold, Declan, on, uh, hold on a second. I, I did okay for a while there. I did okay for a while there. You got the, last the two, two goalies, and you got the the playoff team. I guess. Yeah, I got the playoff team. Were, no, no, I was very then, close on. I'm not listen, gonna. I'm not gonna apologize here, okay? for my, right, We we got a couple correct. I'm answers not apologizing as a team. I am just to be clear. I am not apologizing on my wins thing. Like I was. I'll have you know that I was one I mentioned, off by the end. I, I okay. mentioned Mike Madonna and John Casey, and John Casey. And you did was get, one of and you did mention John okay. Casey. That's right. right. I mean, you mentioned Madonna for basically every response. So I, <laughs> not I'm not going to give you Mike Madonna, but John Casey was a solid, solid one. And the fact I got Kerry Taco, it's a long time ago, and I got to be honest. I mean, that was the start of a pretty rough period when it came to the beer. Okay, what was your main beverage back then? What was the main beer you were sipping on? Oh, I didn't care. No, I did not care. Oh, okay. are you kidding? At at eighteen, we, I once went and bought illegally at a liquor store, and my friend and and because I I looked the part, and they didn't ID, and I once went in, and as I was going into the liquor store, my my friend said, "Get something exotic," and I came out with a thing of Schlitz. Oh my god! Because <laughs> I was young and dumb, I thought the thing of Schlitz was exotic. What did they mean by exotic? I don't know exactly. You now, you know when you're 18, it just sounds good, I think. Sure. Or 19. Something, it just sounded exotic. good to say. Keystone. But I will yeah. say, you know, probably like Coors, right, at the time? Oh, I love Like Coors banquet. was a big deal. Coors Banquet's delicious. Yeah. I, I still mess with Coors Well, banquet. and don't forget, too, at one time, Coors was, what, Colorado, I believe. Still is. No, no, but it, it wasn't here. Oh, I see. It wasn't here. And when it came here, it was a big deal. It's like all really Coors love, is I, in the cities. I love the Coors Light, like their whole advertising oh, campaign from like five phenomenal. or ten years ago. Well, no, the one from five or ten years oh. ago was it's the coldest beer on the market. Like the can turns blue in this spot to show you how cold it is. Like, is it the coldest beer? I mean, that, wouldn't that be up to the freezer, the, the fridge that's in it? Oh, that's right. The blue can. Yeah. Come so, from- anyhow, anyhow, that's a random season recall here. Yeah, I'm disappointed in myself. Died. I'm not going to lie. We'll get you some uh, right. Judd can redeem himself tomorrow. Write that down, predictions. So uh, get him ready in the accountability session. We'll see how big of a bloodbath it is. Thanks for hanging out with us. Minnesota Sports Daily Entertainment. And we want titles, damn it. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Some people celebrate the holidays. But you, you dominate the holidays. You deck the halls, the mantle, and anything else that will stand still. You deserve a bold, cold brew that's as festive as you. 
topped with creamy cookie butter cold foam, covered in cookie butter crumbles, and perfectly pairable with our new cookie butter donut, Dunkin's Cookie Butter Cold Brew is a delicious match for your decked-out domination. America runs on Dunkin'. Present participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply. At the Home Depot, we have plenty of Christmas trees to make your holidays even more magical. Hundreds of full, easy-to-assemble artificial trees that look so real, you may be convinced they actually are. And for those who love that fresh pine smell, we have a parking lot full of fresh-cut trees to call your own. We'll even help you load your tree in the car so you can bring home the holidays. The Home Depot. How doers get more done.